Hi, friends. Welcome to the Sales Enablement Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Paul. Now, in this special episode of Sales Enablement, I'm having a series of short conversations with top sales leaders and leading voices on sales performance improvement about the power and value of effective sales coaching, and in particular, effective call coaching, using recordings of phone and video calls to help sellers learn the skills and acumen they need to drive more productive and valuable sales interactions with their buyers. Now, my guests today are all member of the panel of judges for the Top Sales Coach Competition that's being brought to you right now by RingDNA and this podcast, Sales Enablement with Andy Paul. Now, this is where coaches around the world are submitting videos of themselves coaching a recorded sales call. And it's being judged by you, the public, as well as by a panel of judges. So to enter your chance to be recognized as the top sales coach, go to topcoach.ringdna.com. That's topcoach.ringdna.com. All right, in today's show, you'll hear from Bryn Tillman, Carol Mahoney, and Sherry Leviton. First up, I'll be joined by Bryn Tillman. She's the CEO of Social Sales Link. Following that, you'll hear my conversation with Carol Mahoney. Carol is the founder and chief sales coach of Unbound Growth. And then last today, I'll be talking with my friend, Sherry Leviton. Sherry is CEO of the Leviton Group and author of the book, Heart and Sell, 10 Universal Truths Every Salesperson Needs to Know. All right, let's jump into it. Bryn, so thank you so much for participating as a judge in our top call coach competition. Oh, Andy, I am so excited to participate. This is so much fun, and I can't wait to learn about all of the participants. Yeah, yeah, we're so excited about it. So, in your mind, what what are the elements of a well-coached sales call? Uh, So, you know, I think the first thing from the coach's perspective, whether they're a a manager, a sales manager, or a real sales coach, like an external person helping out, is they have to come from a place of they are not an advisor, which is different, right? They're a guide, someone to help them solve their own challenges, And I think that's really important because we can Google and get answers all over the place. But when a good coach can bring out the answer from the participant, uh, it's so much more impactful and successful in my mind. I agree. I think that's absolutely right. You're not there to give people answers. You're there to help them learn how to come up with the answers. Definitely. Yeah. They also have to understand the challenges and the goals of the participant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, very early on, they have, you know, they have to, you know, the success of this engagement, even if it's your, you're the sales manager, it's still an engagement with them, right? The success of this engagement needs to be defined. So at the end of this, maybe six months from now or three weeks from now, what would success look like? And what what would you, the participant, be happy with as a result? Meaning that they need to do some self-assessment beforehand. So their self-assessment, I think the first thing is where do we want to land? Mm-hmm. And then the self-assessment is what are the gaps that are going to get in the way of us landing? Right. Right. So there's a certainly here's our goal. Here's where I think I'll thrive in this, and here's where I think uh, I might stumble a little bit. Mm-hmm. Some of the challenges and the roadblocks. Maybe it's my organizational skills. Maybe it's um, I hate to pick up the phone. I may I don't know. Right, <laughs> but what 
what's in the way of hitting that goal and really pulling out, um, you know, what do we need to hit that goal? What are you, what do you know you'll be great at and where are the challenges? And then we've got to talk through those challenges. And so it seems like too, from your perspective, that, that it's really important that, that the call be a good mix of positive reinforcement as well as constructive feedback. Absolutely. And, if, you know, we can get into the accountability side, which is very different than the planning side, right, as a coach. So when we're, we're starting from scratch, you know, we set the expectations, um, what, what we expect from the participant and, and the responsibility of the coach. Um, we, we understand, we start to learn each other's communication styles. And as a coach, you know, very early on, even before we set the KPIs, right? What are we mm-hmm. going to measure and the accountability side? It's, you know, learning what will motivate, uh, the, I'm going to call them a participant, whatever that might be, right? Sure. What, or, or the sales the coachee. The coachee. <laughs> I like coachee. So, you know, what will motivate them? What shuts them down, right? So I have a style, I have a coach myself and he knows, like, if he goes in one direction, he's done. I'm crossing my arms and I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> but if he goes in another direction, I lean in, right? Mm-hmm. Which would be different from his other coachees. Yeah. So, so I think there's a, a, a really understanding, a good coach will understand what will motivate um, the coachee, not just... Um, what do they need to learn, but how will they learn it? How will they absorb it and consume it and, and leverage it to be successful? Once all of that foundation is there, so we know our goal, we know the gaps or what we need to work on or focus on, which, by the way, could ch- change over time. Many times we find or identify gaps and then we recognize that really isn't a gap. It took two seconds to figure out how to fix it. And there are many other gaps we didn't even know from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So so those will come up and a good coach can pivot, right? Can recognize that and pivot. Um, But then we say, all right, how are we going to measure the success of this program now that we know what success looks like? What are the KPIs? And then um, what's the structure of the call? You know, are we going to start with, did you do your homework? What did that look like? What did do you, you recommend people have a template? Um, for some people, I, I as, as a coach, I have a, a pretty systematic, you know, here are the things that we said you were going to do. Did you do them? What, what did you struggle with? What mm-hmm. successes did you have? Right. So I always start there. But when, as a coachee, when I'm being coached, like I'm in a different role where it's, you know, the CEO of a business and sales, like it's a lot of different moving parts. I don't want a template. I want to come because I am, I happen to be pretty self-aware of where my um, shortfalls are. I can see them easily and I can come into a call and say, okay, I need to work on this piece. Right. Um, maybe it's a leadership piece. Maybe it is a sales piece. Um, but it's, I'm pretty good at showing up, knowing what I need to work, work on. Um, but other people may need to show up with more structure. So I think that's also part of the goal of the coaching engagement. I love it. All right. Well, Bryn, I said, we're so excited to have you participate in, as a judge in this, uh, top sales coach contest and yeah, look forward to seeing all the entries we get. Oh, me too. This is going to be so much fun. 
Carol Mahoney, yeah, I'm so excited that you're joining us as a judge on our top sales coach call coaching contest. I was trying to think of all the C's that go in there, but um, yeah, I'm excited you're joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I was thrilled to be asked. Uh, it's a personal passion of mine. I cannot wait to hear what we come up with. Yeah, well, yeah, hopefully we'll have uh, many, many, many entries from uh, frontline managers, coaches around the country. Uh, it's yeah, some great prizes as well. Not the least of which is a guest appearance on Sales Enablement with Andy Paul. So everything else you know, pales by comparison, pales right? Comparison, yes. Exactly, right. <laughs> so uh, maybe the thousand bucks is whatever. Okay. Yeah. So in your mind, what are the you know, what are the core elements of a great uh, coaching session? So for me, the single greatest element of a coaching session is when the coachee has an aha, like that's why this always happens to me. Or mm. they, they have some type of self-awareness aha where they're able to take that and apply it in a way that applies to a lot of other things. But it's something that it's like the light bulb that goes off in their head. That moment is the moment that I coach for. Yeah. And that's not a moment of telling someone, mm -hmm. as you said, it's really a moment of discovering. Yeah. So as a, as a coach, you have to sort of lead people to understanding. How do you, how do you do that? Which requires, it requires a ton of patience. First of all, it is sometimes when I'm coaching managers, I say, imagine that you're sitting on your hands and you're not allowed to raise it or tell them. And like I also do with sellers, whenever you feel that you need to end whatever you're going to say in a period, find a way to ask it as a question. Yeah, um, 100% on that. That's that's one of my big things. So anytime you have a chance to make a statement, phrase it as a question instead. It, absolutely. Um, you know, I was actually just on a, a coaching call with a manager just prior to here, and we had this exact same scenario where I was reviewing her coaching call, and for about 10 minutes of that 20-minute coaching call, it was her telling him what to do, what to say, what question to ask. And she's like, well, I don't know how to turn it into a question. And I said, well, what if you just put a what at the beginning and a question mark at the end? She's like, <laughs> why is it so simple? <laughs> yeah, or what about, right? That's what I use. What about? Yeah, or what if? Or could what it be if? any of those work? Yeah. And and I think another yeah, you know, key is 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 so in the case of a coaching call, is is asking, you know, so what do you think would happen if and and let yeah, you know, people have to yeah. think about it. They have to visualize what, what would happen. And that's what you want. You want people thinking. Yep. One of my other favorite techniques in coaching, and this is one of the things that I look for in coaches that I coach, is when you're, especially when you're listening to a call, it's very easy to say, well, you should have done this here. Or why didn't you do this here? But one of my favorite techniques is to take some of the pressure off the person being coached is to actually listen to how the buyer reacted to something. What do you think made the buyer react this way or their tone change or where they were suddenly sharing so much information with you and then they started to become closed up? So if you can focus the seller on the reactions the buyer is having to their questions and their statements, it becomes a little bit easier for them to start to see what might I do differently to get a different result and reaction versus, well, I don't know what I should do next. What question should I ask? You tell me. And it's just a different perspective. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I love that. I mean, because instead of saying, you know, have you thought about doing X, Y, Z? Yes. Say, well, so how do you, how did the customer react to that? What do you think the customer is thinking 
Exactly. It's, and it's a way to build empathy, right? It's one of the biggest complaints that buyers have about sellers is that they don't understand my world. They mm-hmm. can't empathize with what I'm going through. And I think the more that we start coaching our sellers to be in tune with the tone and perspective and what's going on with the buyers, then it's going to be much easier to coach them to make the changes that they need to make. But there's also a lot of other things that go into that, obviously. <laughs> True. But, I, but I, I think I'm a huge believer that a, a good coaching session resembles a good sales call. Mm-hmm. In terms of the the questions that a coach should ask, in terms of discovery questions, understanding where someone is, a little self-assessment, understanding what they think the problem is that they're experiencing, what they think the solution might possibly be, what the value would be to them if they were able to solve it. I mean, those those are questions you ask a customer. Yeah. What options are they considering? What what Mm -hmm. is the future look like or what do they want it to look like? Uh, It's... You know, oftentimes what I, the mistake that I see managers make in coaching their sellers, either with call reviews or otherwise, is they focus on the deal, not the development of the rep. They right. can't let them lose the deal. And so then because they can't let them lose the deal, they slip into telling them what they need to do because they can't wait for them to figure it out because this deal needs to close. Meanwhile, they complain that their sellers are always coming to them for the answers to the questions <laughs> that they should exactly. be figuring out for themselves. So it's like this catch 22 they're creating for themselves. So definitely ask, don't tell, focus on the buyer. And when I'm looking at coaching calls, like you said, it does resemble a seller's call because I'm looking at talk time. Are they telling them and rescuing the rep? I look for tone. Are they able to control their emotions and not try to stuff things down their throat, so to speak? I look for questions versus periods. I look for how well are they able to gain commitment and get confident, help their sellers to get confident even by role play and practice, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it is that they discovered. I think that's one of the things I find missing from so many coaching calls is you can ask them the questions to lead them down the path. But are they able to actually execute it? Coaching should be about helping them to practice and fine tune. And not, these are all of the questions that you need to ask in the call. Here's three questions that are crucial for you to ask in the first 10 minutes. Let's nail those. And then we're going to move on to the next part. So you're focusing on micro Mm -hmm. part of the process, practicing it, letting them get comfortable and confident because they're practicing with you, not their prospects. So it's less of a high stakes situation. And the more they can practice with you, the better they're going to get in the actual conversations. I think that of that is proactive coaching, whereas if you listen to their calls, it's a great way, but it's also reacting to what's already happened. Let's get in front of it. Yeah. Well, and one point I want to ask about, because uh, you brought it up just earlier, and the sort of last, last question is, yeah, sometimes coaches, maybe it's not a question, a statement, sometimes coaches have to let people lose. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, it's. The coaches have to understand they're not there to rescue everyone. It's it's some of the ways people learn oftentimes is by not winning. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Exactly. Which is all the more reason to have them practice before they go into the situations. Um, and it, it's absolutely critical to be able to let your reps fail. If you don't, you rob them of the opportunity to learn and grow. And you're going to find yourself on that hamster wheel where you're always going to be rescuing them because they've never learned <laughs> to swim. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we 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 mixed a lot of good metaphors there. Um, Carol, I'm so excited that that you're joining us. Uh, we've got an incredible panel of judges. 
that are going to help us with this. And yeah, look forward to your help choosing top sales coach. I cannot wait. Uh, we're, we're in great company. This is a great panel. I can't wait to see the submissions that come in. I am going to be asking all of my clients and everyone I know to send in submissions. This is such a great opportunity for a manager to learn. Sherry, I'm so excited. You're going to be joining us as a coach on our top sales coach contest. Yeah, me too, Andy. Thanks for in- including me. Well, yeah. No, it's uh, your top of the list to invite. So, um, in your mind, is what are the what's a well coached call look like? I mean, from a coach's perspective, what what are the things they have to make sure they're doing to make sure that it's effective for the person receiving the coaching as well as for the outcome they want to achieve? Well, you know, it starts before the call, really. And um, I always say that everybody says, "Oh, we have to lead with empathy." What does that really mean? But you've got to have, you know, it's sort of a buzz phrase right now, right? But you, Especially in the last six months, yeah. Yeah, before the actual coaching call, you've got to have the relationship, right? I always say what happens in the coaching process is duplicated in the sales process, right? Yes, So it 100%. all starts with this relationship. So do we have trust? And how do I cultivate trust? And again, it's not that different than with a client, but I cultivate trust because I've had what I call sort of a get to know you coaching call. So when that rep comes to me as a new manager, I'm going to spend an hour, an hour and a half and get to know that seller as a human. I'm going to find out what's important. What makes your life worth living? Why are you here? And no, don't tell me it's the money. What what are you going to do with the money? How's it going to make your life better? How do Mm -hmm. you like to be coached? How do you like to be managed? So big surprise before the coaching call, I have to earn trust. And that means I have to really, and again, like a client, have sort of a pre-call plan. I need to ask some get to know you questions and I need to really listen as that coach. I need to develop trust in a relationship and I need to find out why they want to achieve their goals before I can show them how to achieve their goals. So just to summarize that, because I think it's such a great point, is that if you're really going to have an effective coaching call, there's pre-work to be done. And that pre-work is just as you would, you said, with a client is you have to earn the right to ask certain questions through trust as well as the right, earn the right to receive you know, the authentic answers. Absolutely. And I would spend some time on those questions and you know, have them be part of your process. I love the Tim Ferriss question where he says, if you had a billboard uh, that you could show to the whole world, what would it say? Great question to find out who somebody is at their core, right? I might ask them, um, you know, but but you want to think through these questions uh, and use the same questions with all new reps. And again, really listen, and then you've earned the right to now have that coaching call. Okay, uh, that's a, a great answer. Great answer. So, yeah, when you're actually doing the call itself, the coaching call itself is is you built your trust. Then how do you sort of have to navigate then between, you know, this mix of constructive feedback and positive reinforcement in order to maintain that relationship? Um, I, I want to kind of divide it in, into three areas. Number one, um, no coach can coach a game unless they know what they're coaching. And this sounds simple, Andy, but I used to have a mentor who said, it's simple, but if you're not doing it, it's advanced. So mm-hmm. with that said, you got to have a scorecard. I need to know, and you need to know, what am I being coached on? 
So I always start with, and when we work with our clients, we'll create a scorecard and whatever methodology they're using, whether they're using our methodology or someone else's, they need to know what to expect. So I might have a scorecard um, that starts out, um, you know, once I listen to a call, uh, you, you know, did they have a good demeanor? Did they have a pre-call plan? Did they um, build a relationship before they did the demo? So I need to have some kind of a scorecard. So we have a meeting of the minds on what we're scoring each other on. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. So now that I have a scorecard and, and because ultimately we want that seller to be able to self-assess which is right. the process, right? We don't want to always have to be there for them. You don't want to have to call the plumber every time you want to turn on the water and we need to emancipate them ultimately. So number one, we have to have a scorecard. I would say number two, um, what we want to do is once we've listened to that call and have the scorecard, I always have the rep fill out the scorecard first and have them tell me how they think they did. Mm, great and the reason for that is, first of all, again, we're teaching them to self-assess. Ultimately, we want to empower them. So I always have them start out. And you'll be surprised because I find that, you know, sometimes they know exactly where they got it wrong. And sometimes they're harder on themselves. Now, yeah. you know, you'll also find they have no idea and they can't self-assess, but it lets you know, again, you're starting with discovery. So a, have them fill it out first and tell you how they think they did. Second, after they do that, I am going to think about three things that they could improve on and only three. I have seen so many coaches. Well, let me tell you the 26 things you did wrong, buddy. Right. Like, holy <laughs> crunch. Now, you know, right. now I'm in a complete tizzy, right? Well, yeah, the first thing that the seller hears when the coach says, yeah, I've got 10 things for you to think about. It's like, <laughs> the first reaction is, yeah, I suck, right? Well, it's like skiing, right? I live in Park City, Utah. And, and you know, I remember when I was learning to ski, it's like, you can't focus on 16 things to improve, you know? So they're going to say, just lean forward and put your hands out in front. Okay, that I can do. And then everything else starts to fall into place. So, mm -hmm. um, so I, I only ever want to think about three things to improve on. But before I do that, Andy, so what I'm going to do is I'm first going to tell them what they did right. So after they tell me how they think they did, I am going to compliment them. And even if there's nothing to compliment them on, I am going to find something that they did right. Because I also know that, look, they're nervous. They're, sure. Their boss is there, right? And they are so scared. They're a complete mess up and they're nervous. And so I want to put them in their happy part of their brain. I don't want them in the fight or flight part of the brain. And I'm going to say, Wow, you know, um, Tanya, you did an amazing job of, you know, involving the customer in your demo. You also, I saw you were so prepared. Uh, you looked great on camera. We're all selling virtually right now. So I'm going to make sure that I find three or four things that Tanya did really well. In fact, there's a Harvard Business Review article that says we need to compliment people when giving feedback. You ready for this ratio? Sure. Six to one. I got to tell you six things you did right before I tell you one thing you did wrong. Now, I am not good at that, as my six-year-old son will tell you. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. That was not the household I was raised no. in, but yeah. No, he'll be like, stop telling me to clear the dishes. You owe me 45. Um, <laughs> but but even if it's 
three to one, even if I start it and, and I tell coaches all the time, think of three things they did well and mm-hmm. make them specific, make them authentic. So now they've told you how they thought they did. So they've talked, you know, reduces the fear. Now I'm also going to, cause I need them open to that feedback. Right. So then I'm going to tell them, um, three things they did right. And then I'm going to give them no more than three things that they need to focus on. And after I've done that, I need to not just be the doctor who diagnoses the problem. I got to have a prescription. I got to, I got to tell them what medicine to take. Hey, watch five of Andy Paul's videos and, you know, take two Alka-Seltzers and I'll see you in the morning. Right. (laughs) That that conjunction, I'm not sure is the one I want out there, but yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Right. Right. So I've got to do that. And again, I, I just see these pitfalls all the time. And a lot of times um, coaches don't have a- any place for them to go. So they diagnose, oh, you need to do that better. You need to do that better. But yeah. obviously what you need to be able to do is then have a plan of what you're going to give them. So, um, and I like it to be very specific. So, you know, watch these three videos, read this chapter, and then here's another key, then report back to me what you've learned. Because otherwise it becomes a very passive, oh yeah, I did that. Yeah, it was great. Yep. Well, yep. Good. What did you learn and what are you going to do with it? And I will tell you, if they don't do their homework, I'm not giving them my valuable time as a coach. And I'm yep. going to say, well, as soon as you've done that, then we can meet again. So those are the things that, that stick out in my mind just based on um, what I've seen people not do right and what really moves the needle is, is those few things. All right. Well, that's perfect. And it fits just in the amount of time I have. So Sherry, again, so looking forward to having you participate as a judge in our contest. And as always, a pleasure to talk with you. You too. It's going to be fun. Okay, friends, that's it for this episode. First of all, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. I'm so grateful for your support of the show. And I want to thank my guests, Bryn Tillman, Carol Mahoney, and Sherry Levitin for sharing their wisdom with us today. As a reminder, If you want to enter the top sales coach competition, go to topcoach.ringdna.com. That's topcoach.ringdna.com for all the details about how to enter. And also then, thank you so much for investing your time with me today. Until next time, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone.